The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We are live in D.C. I can't believe it. I've been in D.C. for a couple weeks now, and I'm starting to get like uh, I feel like I'm home. And I am so excited about this guest. I met him at Harvard about two or three weeks ago, and he was actually trapped in a fire, carried out in a body bag, and he is probably one of the most inspirational people I've ever met in my life. Uh, he was probably my personal favorite as well as many other personal favorites out of the 106 speakers at Harvard. So fantastic Frank Johnson is the world's first and only differently abled inspirational speaker and author. He's a TV celebrity guest and recipient of the Amazing Motivator Award. He's a dynamic best-selling speaker on stage. Without exception, fantastic Frank's audiences are inspired by his living demonstration of overcoming obstacles. Whether taking on one-on-ones or talking to hundreds of people, he makes his personal connection in humorous, uplifting, and unarmored manner. He lives by a motto, give love in every moment. Hey, fantastic Frank. How are you, buddy? Well, I'm fantastic. Let me play this song. I have to see it's going to play. It isn't playing. Of course it's not. That's well, what happens when well, you have Oh, thank you. That's beautiful, Frank. Yeah. That's beautiful, Frank. I, I wish it was a 28-minute song because then we could just enjoy the song over and over again. Thank I'll you. tell you, what is the name of that song? It's called The Hero in You. Hero, Hero in You. It's available on YouTube as a download from a guy who wrote this in Tiamo. Okay, and we can make sure we get a link on that when we uh, post the radio show. So let's give a, a little shout-out to Clint Arthur and, of course, Timothy Johnson, who helped with the sales, and Allie, his wife, for creating such an amazing event at Harvard. They had 107 speakers, and if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have met you. So what did you think of that event? Well, I thought it was out of this world what Clint Arthur had done. And I don't know if you know what else Clint Arthur does. He got me on, he does a, pro, a program called Celebrity Launchpad, where he gets, he guarantees 
that you get booked on TV shows. And I had worked with another guy. I can't remember his name, but if you do a search, you're going to find out who he is. And I spent maybe two or $3,000 with that guy. And he never got me booked on anything because Clint Arthur is a master at getting booked. He knows how to hook. He, he has you write a speech, a talk, which uses props, which I use props when I gave my talk at Harvard. You might remember I used props. The H stands for hidden pain. The O, E stands for energize. I use a button. The R stands for refrain. I, I can't remember I use that. I use a something, and the O stands for offer your help for others. But you have to use props to be on TV, and that's one of the things that Clint Arthur taught me to do. And I'm so blessed that I know him, because he got me booked on 13 stations across America, including New York, the second, or no, no, LA, the second largest. I haven't been to New York yet. Chicago, the third largest. I've been in Rochester TV stations three times. And I've been... In Connecticut, Albuquerque, San Diego, I can't remember every place I've been to. But that was an amazing trip I took with him. And now he got me speaking at Harvard. So I can't say enough about the creativity of this guy. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to circle around to how all this happened and how you got where you are today. But let's start off with the beginning of your story. So where would you like to start? Well, I want to start when I was a little boy. Let's do I collected comic books. And comic books was a nerd thing at the time. I was about 10 years old when my father bought me my first comic book. It was an issue of action or adventure comics. I can't really remember. We had around 210 or something like that. And I fell in love with Superman and Batman, and I didn't know anything else until finally, in 1961, I discovered Marvel comic books. Marvel was a, a holdover from the golden age of comic books, which started in 1939, and they were called Timely. Timely produced Captain America, the Human Torch, the Submariner, and all these other people. But in 1954, they caught all die out when there was a big outrage in our country over something called seduction of the innocent. And if I'm talking too much about the comic book industry, just tell me to shut up and move on to something else more about my life. But I think this background is very important to what happened. Well, then Marvel Comics, they were created... Stan Lee worked with a guy named Jack Kirby, and they all had handles at this. Stan gave himself a handle called Stan the Man Lee. Jack the King, Jack the King Kirby. Everybody had a title. Joe and Joe Pazima and Millie, I can't remember, but they all had handles, and I knew about this concept when I was about 12 or 14 years old. And then I read a book later on about, this was maybe 15 or 20 years ago before I found out about Tony Robbins and stuff like that. And 
I read a book called Differentiate and Die by a guy who said Coke had to be the Coke is a real thing. And he talked about this, the production of how Coke became so popular. And Coke has a handle. It's like Nike. Nike has a handle, too. They're all these big companies. And so one day, I was on a call with my mentor, Frank Gazarowski, who is died two years ago. I miss him to this day. And he said, hey, I need people to brand yourself and talk about branding. And I punched through. I said, I'm fantastic, Frank. And that stuck with me. And I am fantastic, Frank, is my Gmail account. And if people want to get hold of me, they have to do a search for fantastic Frank Johnson on the web. There isn't our Frank Johnson, and that isn't me. But then I kept, now what did you want to talk to me about yet next? Am I going okay for you? Am I doing a great pacing job of this or not? I think you're doing a, such a great job. I might actually just let you go the whole hour. But I'll tell you what I want to do. Since okay. a lot of people weren't able to be at Harvard to hear, hear your, your presentation, would you yeah. mind sharing that now? Just what you Because I was blown away. Out of 107, I, I think you were probably in the top three, maybe top four uh, presentations because of the way the audience gravitated towards your message and cheered you on. I mean, you had so much participation and engagement. I was not blown away. I was, I was pleasantly surprised that everyone was feeling the way I was feeling. So go okay, ahead and this, share, share that presentation. This is my speech right here. Give me a show of hands. How many of you are superheroes? Anyone? Oh, I have to remind, remind people, I was on stage wearing my fantastic Frank costume at the time. And people were teasing me about being on there, but it worked like crazy. And Arthur said to me once, if he ever saw me give a speech where I wasn't wearing my costume, he'd disown me as knowing me. Because he said, the hook is in the costume with me. And it's and not only the costume, it's my voice, it's my presence, it's a whole thing. But I was wearing my fantastic Frank costume and you have to remember about that and so hey, Frank, I, Frank Frank yes go ahead and describe yes. your costume for the audience since they haven't seen you uh, I, I know it's got a cape and it's white but tell them tell them what the costume looks like it's white it's got it's got FF emblem on the on the center which is in blue and white and it's got red circles around the side of it and then my cape is blue I have blue trunks and Blue boots, too. And my leggings are white, and the rest of my shirt is white. And that's what I wear. Anybody wants to see a picture of that, go to my website, www.fantasticfrankjohnson.com. There's pictures of me on there wearing that. Great. Now go ahead and tell the story. Oh, so the speech went like this. I came on stage, I said... Give me a show of hands. How many of you are superheroes? Anyone? Raise your head up so I can see. Anyway, I didn't expect anybody to raise their head up. And I, and when pirates had people raise their head up, I realized that I had control of the audience. I could get them to do things that I wanted them to do. I said, hey, you aren't supposed to raise your hands right then. Put them down. 
And there, I go into together, we are going to change that right here, right now, in five minutes, using what I call the hero formula. My name is Fantastic Frank Johnson. More than 36 years ago, I was trapped in a fire, carried out in a body bag, and now I'm motivated to inspire you to find a hero within you. No excuses. The hero formula goes like this. H is for hidden pain. I held up a prop. It was a bandage. A bandage. I guarantee you that every single one of you, no matter how rich or famous, is carrying the burden of a pain so deep that you hide from others, maybe even yourself. No one goes through life unscathed. No one is spared. What was the most devastating event in your life? Were you abandoned, rejected, or abused? Did you fail? Did someone you love die? Have you fought back tears? Felt worthless or lost everything? Hiding your pain puts it under a radar where it drags you down and holds you back without you ever realizing it. Right now is a time to embrace that hidden pain and use it to attract the life you deserve. E is for energize your pain. I had a problem. It was the energizer burning. I got that sent to me just in time. I, I didn't think it was going to get there in time, but I did. Every hidden pain contains the seeds of strength. <clears throat> Exchange what holds you back from life to what lifts you up. When I incurred a smack brain injury, my life was shattered. What bothered me the most was losing my beautiful singing voice because with it, I lost my self-confidence. I became a recluse until I was energized by a passion to inspire others. Now I embrace the world and use my voice as a tool that inspires you to go beyond your limits to love, to laugh, to live your life fully. R is for reframe with a name. My prop was an empty frame. I held it up to my face and I looked through it. Words have power. Do you call yourself names? Are you your biggest boy? It's time to reframe your thinking by giving yourself a new name. I reframe Ford to fantastic. How about you? Can you go from unlovable to unstoppable, defeated to daring, violated to valuable, victim to victorious? Now reframe your pain with a positive name. O is for offer your service. The prop I had was my fantastic friendship book. Find out who you're going to help and how you're going to help them. I use every means available to inspire others. I appear on TV. I'm an international best-selling author, a, ho- a radio host, a songwriter, and I travel with my fantastic friend suit to inspire others. Plus, I now am appearing at Harvard. If you can't relate to wearing a cape and being flashy like me, then maybe you can relate to other heroes, such as Helen Keller, Albert Einstein, Muhammad Ali, or perhaps your mother. Uncovering the kind of superhero you are is a very special, very personal matter. But the fact that you are a superhero is without question. Take it this way. Every heroic act is a form of of love, and every one of you is capable of love, which means that all of you, no exemptions, have a hero within you. 
The hero's journey is like a circle. A transformed version of your former self often ends up at the same place you started. Now, I ask you again, how many of you are superheroes? Raise your hands up so I can see. I ask my heroes stand up and say, yes, yes, yes. Now, yeah. I've given you a copy of my book from Ford, the Fantastic, and where I can be of help inspiring your people, your team, or groups that you may know of, contact me at my website, www.fantasticfrankjohnson.com. Do not hesitate because there are people you know right now who are hurting and need to hear my message of hope and inspiration so that they can heal and thrive. In fact, call me directly on my cell phone. The number is right on a bookmark inside my book. God bless you. Now go out and help somebody else. That was my speech, and I got a standing ovation at the end. Uh, that is an understatement. You had a roaring standing ovation. So to see Frank give this speech, uh, you would see everyone leaning forward in their chairs and absolutely either emotionally connected or inspired or just the combination thereof. And it was so loud when you told them to stand up and say, yes, yes, yes. And my favorite part of your speech is uh, reframe from unlovable to unstoppable. So I have a surprise guest that's calling in right now, Frank, and she absolutely loves you. Can I bring her on the line right now? Yes. Yes? Okay. Yes. So here we go. Uh, Andrea, are you there? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, Frank, it's Andrea Adams-Miller. How about that? The one that you actually talked to the first day. Andrea, you were brilliant. Thank you for being here, a guest on my show, on this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. It's not oh, my hey. Go on. Don't you want to say? Well, Frank, I wanted everyone to know that when you were uh, telling me about what you were going to share uh, the night before that you spoke on stage and you were just kind of going over it with me and, and so forth and allowing me that little sneak peek, I was so moved and I could hardly catch my breath and had that horrible feeling of a Dorito stuck in your throat because you're going to cry so hard when mm. you told me about being that knowing that you had lost your ability to sing and uh, that just crushed me and just even now makes me emotional to even repeat that and I hope you realize that uh, with your voice and with your message you are singing every time you talk you really are. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I was not impressed when I gave you that speech the night before, and you got so emotional. I said, what part really hit you the most? And you said it was about when I had lost the ability to sing. I still can sing, but I have lost the ability to have a great voice. And I said, why is that special to you? You said you couldn't imagine your life without having to sing. And it is one of the things that you love to do, is sing, correct? Correct. And and actually, I'd like to just interject that uh, the Andrea is my other favorite speech that was at Harvard. So she sang in front of everyone before she started and at the conclusion. And she also got a standing ovation. Do you recall that, Frank? Yes, I do. 
Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, the the two people I, I love because of the, the singing that they do with their message and also with their heart. Uh, you guys have both been on my show today, but Andrea, you've been on my show several times. And Frank is the very first person to be on the show from the Harvard experience. So I told oh, him wow. that there, there's not going to be that many. Not that there weren't really great people on stage. It's just I don't have you know, a hundred weeks to give to Harvard. So I have to be extremely picky. And, and, and Frank really jolted the audience, but his message really complements what you and I stand for, Andrea, which is, you know, overcoming obstacles, being the underdog, inspiring people to be leaders and impacting the world in the most positive way possible. And plus his smile is just scrumptious. I mean, he's going to be in the next Keep Smiling book, the international uh, celebrity one because he t- to me is one of the biggest celebrities of what he's done with his life and how he's impacted the world well one of the things too Frank I wanted to offer to you because it follows up with all the wonderful things that Ken's saying about you right now which are spot on um, but this weekend I'm actually going to be at a celebrity photo shoot which is an underwater photo shoot with a woman she's a internationally known uh, underwater photographer named Gazelle Lubson, and she is doing a special underwater shoot of celebrities and two women who were horribly disfigured either because of a result of domestic violence or because, um, well, usually domestic violence or from being in the trafficking, uh, a human trafficked person who was victimized. And so uh, the one woman, I believe, she was severely beaten about the face, and I think the other woman was burned severely with acid so that they were disfigured. And the, or- the organization that they're doing these pictures for is called Face Forward. And you talked about being a hero and how there's women and men out there who really need people to stand up and to become a hero, which you are fabulous at helping guide and direct them and helping them to be, you know, foster that inner hero and, and bring that out. And I will be sure to reach out to those women uh, this weekend when I'm there and when I meet them and pass on your message and your information and let them know that they can get a copy of your book at your website um, because those are going to be two women who have become heroes themselves and certainly still need a hero in their lives as well. And I think knowing you, they will be the better for it. So I will pass that along. So you will be part of uh, history in the making this weekend. Um, so it will be quite an exciting event, and, and I'll be happy to share you with them. Thank you, Angela. I, show, I want to get this message out to everybody that people reject whatever bad things happen to them. And the best thing you can do is accept whatever you have because God makes us, God tests us, and he tests us all the time. And if you don't want me talking about God, then I have to hang up the phone. I'm not going to be talking much about God. I'm just going to say God has tested me every time I don't, I haven't moved in the way he wants me to. He puts up obstacles in my path. And that means I'm not listening. I haven't fully accepted the fact that I am disabled. And I use the word disabled very rarely. Whenever I have to get a disabled parking space, I use it. But I rarely call myself differently able. Now, I'm kind of going a bit off the talk of my own. But I know people that haven't really accepted 
what has happened to them. They have you given up hope because they've been beaten up or they've been burned by acid. And these people, they really know how to flip the hero switch, which I talk about all the time. And that means you have to embrace whatever happens to you and you have to use whatever God has given you. And then it could be a, a horrible thing, but you've got to embrace that and you have to overcome that and you have to be whatever you have to be and you have to move forward. And that is where I think people get stuck because they can remember. I can remember what I was like. I'm 66 right now, 67. I think I'm 67. I don't know how old I am. But before <laughs> I was happy, I can remember my life by then. And because my life had this change, everything had to change. My relationships, my financial situation. I had to file bankruptcy twice. Well, and Frank. I lost my wife through divorce, and that was horrible. But. I didn't, well, I wanted to go back. I wanted God to bless me and say, Frank, take me back and take this accident away from me. And God showed me a way to use this to help other people. And I, I think that everybody who is listening to this, who has a problem, a challenge, it could be a financial one, it could be a, a relationship one, it could be a, a soul one, it could be a, whatever they have, they have to understand why this is happening to them. They are being tested, and they they obviously have to make a change because whatever you resist will persist. And the best thing to do is to accept whatever you had did happen and take that, and that becomes your reason for being. Does that make sense? It, it makes all the sense. In fact, I'd like to thank you for dropping a potential title for a book that I think Andrea and I could help, I, I guess, get a collaborative process going. What do you think of this, Andrea? The title, Hero Switch. Absolutely. Another we, way to get the message out there even further and attract even more people. That, that would be amazing. Yes, and we could say that this whole book was inspired uh, on this show this day because of how committed Frank is every single day to inspiring people to look for their inner hero and bring that out and live it because when you live it, it actually becomes reality. You actually enjoy life when you live like a hero. And, and when you live like a hero, you have the confidence to inspire others. Well, and that was what's so amazing about you, Frank, is the confidence that you have surpassed so many people there. And you are, by the way, you are sexier than, I don't know, sugar on a cookie in your outfit. That is the God, cutest outfit ever. I love are you it. flirty with me? I have to ask you if you are flirty with me. <laughs> I think I, she I is, Frank. I believe I am. I, yeah, I, I, I would I say that is about, that is not subtle. That was a direct flirt. And my husband is here listening to this, just saying, <laughs> wow, Andrea. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, we, God. I, I have to watch out. I don't want to have any husband come and beat me up for saying things that are improper to why he's... I have to watch my tongue a lot of times. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, Andrea, I think you're, you're awesome. You're... And if a lot of husbands follow your footsteps and are positive and wonderful and loving and are willing to take risks, their wives yeah. will be crazy about them, too. 
You know, Andrea, I have to say something. We at Amplified have never had to throw a flirt flag down, but I'm telling you, you are coming very close to the flirt flag being tossed. And... Awesome. Oh, wow. You're not even afraid? On me. No, I, I love it. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> so, Andrea, we're going to be going on a break in about a minute or two. In the second half, you're certainly welcome to, to stay joined. I, I know that uh, Frank was actually your hero. That's what you shared with me. You also told me that you were there representing a couple of your clients. If you want to give a shout out uh, uh, about some of the clients you were representing at the, at the Harvard event, you are more than welcome. Oh, absolutely. A- uh, Brent Phillips. Oh, I have a great story about him. He is one of the smartest guys in the world. I believe he's even, I think he's like the eighth or the twelfth highest IQ in the world. And he has awakenddynamics.com. And he, uh, what he did is he went to MIT and reverse engineered everything in his lifetime that he heard about the law of attraction and switched it so that he understood the science behind of the law of attraction and why it didn't work for people. And now has it so that people can make those things work work for them, and he's actually one of the first people in the world who invented the internet. Well, that's, how cool is that? <laughs> and see, so, you know, that's that's crazy because Al Gore probably is pissed that he's going to hear this or an Amplified because that's going to ruin his I, reputation I know. for people. I know, so, and I'm going to have to throw the flag because you just said the P word, um, and that's a bad word, I don't know. That was well, I'll tell you what, we have to go on break, but why don't you give uh, a way of connecting with you, and if you want to be back after in the second show, by all means, I'd love to have you stay for the show, but give a, give a shout out on how you, we people can reach you. Sure, you can reach me at www.theredcarpetconnection.com theredcarpetconnection.com and it's also the best way to reach me is through LinkedIn so uh, it's Andrea Adams Miller no spaces, no dashes when you put me on LinkedIn and you'll find me, I'll pop right up and I'd love to be connected with you and the and you'll be automatically second connected to over 10,000 people of the greatest people on LinkedIn Okay, you are, you are definitely pushing the gray line with those no dashes and splashes with that flirt flag again so just uh, watch yourself so we're going to go back on break and we will be back in a couple minutes thank you andrea for coming on the show become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, welcome back to part two. I just want to give a shout out to Robert Cellini for being the best producer in the world that anyone could ask for. He uh, calls me every week and he goes over the shows and he's he's been really an inspiration. I also wanted to let anyone know that's listening to the show, if you ever want to have a radio show where you can have your voice, your message be heard in the world, there's no better place than Voice America and there's no better book than Jeff Spinard's book, Frequency. And we produced and uh, published that book and we are such a proud uh, supporter and sponsor of his message. So we are back with Fantastic Frank, and we're going to hear, we're going to go into, I, I guess, a story I have never even heard myself, and it's, he, he is just such an amazing person. I, w- I would say there's so few people that would have a traumatic brain injury uh, that happens to them, and they would actually want to change the world, be positive, inspire the world, and, and he's actually reached millions of people. So, Fantastic Frank uh, is able to disarm people with a sincere way of saying, God bless you. And uh, he says just really any type of compliment in such a, a beautiful human spirit way that you get emotionally connected to him immediately. And he, upon awakening from a coma some 35 years ago, he was told he was a medical miracle that he is alive. So, I am so glad you're alive, Frank, and I'm so glad to know you. And I was I, I want you to come down to DC so I can give you a big hug and I'm gonna come up and visit you sometime as well. And I would like, if you wouldn't mind, sharing what I don't think anyone could imagine, which is being trapped in a fire and uh, what what was going on in your mind and, and please tell us the story so we can all understand. Thank you. Well, unfortunately or fortunately the thing about having a traumatic brain injury is you kind of forget things that happen to you, and that is a good thing because whenever a person does something bad to me or hurts me or says something derogatory, I never remember what the heck it is unless they have to bring it up. If they bring it up, that's their mistake. Now, what I remember about being this fire, being trapped in this fire, was I was in business. I was a chemical engineer at Eastman Color Company. And I got my degree from Carson College of Technology in 1971. And the reason I, I am mad at Brent Fuse is that, no, I'm not mad at him, but he got into Harvard. I didn't get into Harvard because I had to be interviewed by a person who went, I I grew up in Kingston, New York. I'm sorry, that was somebody just getting here, and they rang the doorbell, which I hope is going to be too distracting to you. Well, I grew up in Kingston, New York, which is about 10, 15 miles from a town called, like, it is south of us, and I knew that they, Harvard, when they interviewed me, they didn't want me to go to college. They sent out a person locally, and they sent up this guy from, and he worked at Gold Key Comic Books. And when I found out he worked at Gold Key, Gold Key used to produce some great comic books back in 
65 or 6 or 7 when I got interviewed. And they had Magnus Robert Fire, they had Tarzan, they had all these big kind of heroes. They had Flash Gordon, they had stuff like that. I started talking to him about that, and next thing I knew was I didn't get accepted at Harvard. I figured, hey, God didn't want me to go to Harvard for some reason. He ended me up at Culture College of Technology, where I graduated in 1971. And by, I was, I worked at Eastman Car Company when I graduated from there. I worked there for about eight or, eight or nine years where I met a friend, a man, and he said, Frank, if you really want to make some money, I know how to do that. And he said, we have to go and buy a bar, a restaurant. And the thought was that we could hide the money from the government because it was all cash business back then. Well, then what happened was I was working full-time at Eastman Car Company. I had sold my comic book cards, my, my comic book business. I was running that on the side. And he said to me, after he reviewed my books, he said, Frank, I'm only making a hundred of a cent off every comic book. That's back when comic books were 25 cents. That wasn't enough to keep me going. And he convinced, he kind of got me convinced to sell a business. I sold the business. I ended up buying a bar in Russia. And then what happened next was we were running this bar in Russia for about a year and a half or two years. And I got trapped in this fire. I came back from Kingston, New York. I was visiting my father. I came back, I think it was on January, or it was sometime after Christmas in 1980, or 80, I think it happened in January 4th, 1981. And I was trapped in a sweater, carried out in a body bag, and on the way to a hospital, a medic in church, a trade too, apparently saving my life but damaging my voice box. And for years, I thought it was the fireman who could save my life. And I hated this guy for years until finally I had the opportunity to meet him. This happened five or ten years ago. And I said to him, I said, Dan, why did you damage my voice box? Why did you search the straight I've hated you for all these years. He said, it wasn't me. He just... He got fireman of the year for saving my life by carrying me out to all the smoke. And at the time, I think I weighed 200 pounds. Now I weigh 175 or six. And this guy, he was a small guy. And so then when he said it had to be a medic on the way to a hospital, I immediately gave up. I hate you for this guy. I loved him so much for saving my life. But for years, I thought it was a fireman who had done that because I told, I'd been told the fireman had saved my life and he got fireman of the year. And that, I can't remember, I had maybe 20 or 30 people in the room praying for me, waiting for me to wake up. And when I woke up, I asked for my ex, who was to be my ex-wife, Sue, Sue. And if I hadn't asked for her, I think my life would have been a lot different because I was having, I was seeing other women at the time because our relationship was in chaos. 
And then I asked for Sue and all of these other women ended up leaving me. And Sue had to come back into my life and kind of change things around for me. And I went for something like, I had to go through therapy. I had to see psychiatrists and I had to go back to work at Eastman Car Company. I never thought that I had a problem. I knew I had a voice challenge. That's a physical problem. I knew I had a control problem with my fine motor skills. I, that's not a physical problem. I didn't realize that I had some brain damage. The brain damage affects your cognitive ability to process certain things in certain ways. And so to make things even more interesting, I, I wanted to go back to my job at Eastman Car Company. But Eastman Car Company, they kept blocking me every point, every time I tried to do something. So back in 1982, I bet I worked for about a year and a half on short-term disability, which doesn't pay. I just want people to realize that if you have to go get disability income, don't think of that as being a blessing. That could be a curse in many respects. Well, then what happened was I knew because carts and cars and technology used to mail me these letters. I knew that then the CEO of Eastwood Car Company named Colby Chandler was going to meet any person who graduated from carts and cars and was employed by the company out in this place over in Building 2, which I could get into because you didn't have to have a pass to get there. I walked in there, I met him, I walked there up, I said, hi, Colby, my name is Frank Johnson. I was in fantastic Frank Johnson. I said, I'm trying to get rehired. And bam, within two days, I got a call from a guy over in the in the hiring department, in, in the social group, I, I don't know what it's called, but it's called... I've been speaking to that guy for about a year trying to get rehired. He said, Frank, I don't know what the hell happened, but you got rehired. Come back to work. I told him what I did, and he thought that was the ballsiest thing he ever heard of in his entire life. And, but my job had been taken over by an engineer. They couldn't figure out what to do with me. And so for two or three more years, I languished out in the pod division. The pod division was related to what I was doing, but it wasn't a thing I remembered how to do. And so each one called company placed me back on disability after 15. I had been there 15 years. That meant I got my pension when I turned 69, thank God. But that is just one of my stories. Now, I can't remember why I was talking about that. Well, let me ask you about the uh, the actual incident. So... Uh, you, yes. you shared that you were trapped in the fire. What tell 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 what that was like, and how how you actually came back to life, or what you remember about that, as as well as the coma. I can't remember much about that, and the stories I've been told to me was that when this fireman found me, he had to go down to the basement, and the way the basement was laid out, it had been so filled up with smoke that he had. It took him about five or ten minutes to find me. And by the time he found me, I had enough carbon monoxide poison in my bloodstream to kill a man of my age and my weight at the time. That was when I was 30 years old. And that 
I don't know what happened then. He carried me up and he carried me, he carried me out and I was like in a body bag. And I got a picture of that. I could prove that. And then on the way to the hospital, a medic tried to resuscitate me, damaging my voice box. I remember none of that. And I was in a coma, I think, for about a week or two weeks. I was curled up in a ball, like a fetal position, for maybe five or ten days. And when I came to, I just asked for my wife at the time. Do you have do you have uh, children? No, I have no children. I have a dog. And what at what point did you decide you wanted to be a uh, motivational speaker? At what what gave you that idea? This went on. I kind of had to go on disability for about ten. I still get disability, but I think around nineteen. What the heck was it? It was nineteen ninety or so when. I found, I was listening to, I was watching CVN one night. No, it was QVC. Where I heard this guy, Tony Robbins, talk about, hey, if I bought his products, I could become a better person. And I was always curious to find out how these people did that. And so I purchased his product. Now this comes, and Tony wants you to, do a journal about what you have to do. You had to do things a certain way. Well, because I couldn't write, what I did was I cut the book out. I used to have this old Smith Cone typer back in the days. I typed the answers in. Next thing I know, my life started changing. And I didn't know anything about the law of attraction right then. Yeah. But things started happening to me. The first thing was I get a call from when you had to buy a pie from Tony, you gave him your address, your phone number, and stuff like that. Well, I got a call from some guy at Tony Robbins' organization. He said, Frank, do you want to meet Tony? I said, yes, I do. Next thing I know, I'm at one of his UPW events down in New Jersey where I'm walking across burning hot coals, which scared the bejesus out of me. I had just died. I had almost died from carbon dioxide poisoning 10 years before. And when I saw this person get out of a wheelchair and crawl crawl across on his hands and knees, I said, I could certainly walk across it. I walked across it. Tony was... Tony, that was Tony's one. Tony had the special needs people, and he dealt with us. And then I was, I volunteered three or four more times. I got myself into, I've been to date with Destiny twice. I've been to Ralph Nasty once in the own. I've been to everything that Tony has to offer. And then along the way, I heard a guy on the radio, Mike Whitman. Mike Whitman is another one of these people who had a vision. And Mike Whitman was working with my mentor, Frank Gazarowski, who's He's been gone for two years. I miss him to this day. But Frank G., when I heard him, he kind of became my mentor. And when you have a mentor, you can start doing things. And I knew nothing about the law of attraction until maybe five or ten years ago. I found out about that 
from Dr. Joe Vitale. I have stories about him I can tell too. But Joe Vitale is a guy, is one of the people who have influenced me. I've been influenced by Tony Robbins, by T. Harvard, by Tony, by Frank Gazarowski, by Mike Whitman, by John Asher. I met all these people, by the way. I was on stage with Tony Robbins at his date in Destiny, for example. That happened to me once. I met John Asher. I met Joe Vitale. I rode in his car. Well, Frank, I want to ask you a question. Yes. I'll I'll tell you what. Andrea's on the line, and I'm on the line. I know the audience would like to hear you for probably, you know, another hour or two hours, but since we only have about five minutes, I was going to suggest that Andrea and I just fire away questions that you answer quickly, okay? So we'll, I'll ask one question, you just answer as quick as you can, and then Andrea will fire one as well. So I would like to know, uh, what is your proudest moment? My proudest moment is every day I get up, I inspire people to do to to take their lives to the next limit. I I have that happen every day. Andrea, uh, Frank, I want to know your favorite candy. My favorite candy. Yeah. Yep. Quick answer. Go for it. It's chocolate. Chocolate doesn't matter what kind it is. It's okay. Matter. You ready, Frank? Yes. F- favorite movie? Favorite movie of has to be Independence Day. ID four. ID four. Okay, Andrea. I would like to know which teacher was your favorite. My favorite teacher. He was J L A John L Oscarino. He was my sixth grade teacher. Okay. And, uh, are you ready? Go on. Favorite quote? My favorite quote is, What doesn't kill you makes you strong by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Conan the Barbarian movie. Beautiful. Andrea? I would like to know the dream stage that you would like to be on someday. The dream stage? Yeah, what, mm-hmm. what stage would you like? What platform like would you like to speak on? on stage with Bob Proctor and... There is somebody else, I can't remember everybody's name, but I'd like to be on the stage with Bob Proctor. Okay. Cool. Uh, what book inspired you the most? <laughs> I don't know what book. I read so many dark books, I have no idea. How well, how about your comic how- book or something like that? I don't think it was a real book, but I think it had to be a comic book. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll do. I'll do part B. What's the most recent book you read? It's the most recent book I read. I'm reading a book called Emergence. Emergence by who? By Derek Rydell. Great, Andrea. Mm-hmm. If you could uh, sit down and interview somebody famous, living or dead, who would that be? That would be John F. Kennedy. Mm. That's very good. Okay, if someone paid for a vacation for you to go anywhere in the world for a month, where would you choose? I'd choose Mishipusu. I Watch, watch your language, Frank. Watch that language. Do not call Mishipu. me Mishipu, okay? 
Missy Pushu. I see it's Missy Pushu. It's out in the Andes someplace. Oh, in the Andes. Okay. You, you caught me off guard oh, with that one. Yeah, Michu Pichu. Okay, I know. I know what that is. It took me a minute. Um, Michu Yeah, Machu Picchu. Um, I got you. I got you. Okay, uh, Frank, you said you're a spiritual person. Is there a certain uh, Bible quote or something that you follow that's your favorite? Do unto others as you have them do unto you. Great. Uh, Frank has, I don't know if you know this, Andrea, but uh, Frank has a blog talk radio show. Who is the, your favorite guest you've had on that show? I've had Jarek Robbins. I, I want his father to be on the show. I got Jarek Robbins on the show. And he fried the circus one night. We had some like 400 people call into my show. And I never have had that happen before or again. And nobody on the blog talk radio show has even come close to that. Uh, now, that might be true up to today, but when you have Andrea and myself on, I think we're going to go for 401. Andrea, are, are, are you good with that? So done. It's happening. <laughs> your turn, Andrea. Oh, I have a question about your uniform. Yeah. So, when did you decide to do that? I mean, did you, did you make it yourself or have some help? I, had, I found a guy at church who was a wrestler, and he created this costume for me. I, awesome. I, can't, I can't sew, I can't do any of that stuff, and I made that maybe six or seven, eight years ago, before I knew Arthur and stuff like that. And I decided I had to have a costume. I don't know why I did, but people love it. When I show up in this costume, they either love it or they think I'll be outrageous or something like that. But that is their problem, not my problem. Well, I guess it's my problem that I love your costume so much. I'm going to tell you something. This is something, something that no one knows at this point except for Andrea, of course, because she's the one who made the costume for me. But she made me a blue costume, and it says KK on the front chest, and it stands for Kentastic Ken. And I guess she was inspired by the costume you have. So, Andrea, first of all, thank you so much for letting me know that that was my birthday present. Thank you. You're welcome. Your so son we ha- wants one out, though. So we have one minute till uh, we the show ends, and that makes me sad because I want to keep asking questions. But Frank, can you let everyone know where they can reach you? And uh, we'll certainly be putting that on social media as well. My website is www.fantasticfrankjohnson.com. I prefer that people go to my landing page, which is www.fantasticfrankjohnson.com. FFHero.com. And when you get there, you sign up, you put, get your name, you get three presents. One is a small guy I wrote called The Seven Motivational Secrets to Excel in Life, regardless what hand you've been dealt. It's got a picture of a guy on the cover who is a wrestler. He only has one leg. I give you some affirmation cards. I also give an interview I did on my blog talk radio show two or three years ago with a guy named Scott Armstrong. He isn't the astronaut, but he explains how to use them. And plus you get 50 or 60 of my pre-written inspirations. 
satisfying information, right? I don't know the frequency about that. I don't pay attention to that. But I'd be iron blessed if people would go there and sign up to receive my free stuff. Anybody wants to call me, the best thing to do is call me on my cell phone number, which is 585-202-1603. Or text me at that number. Okay, well, fantastic, Frank. Uh, I know this is going to sound a little repetitive, but it has been fantastic having you on the show. You have been amplified. You are like family. I just, I love you, and Andrea loves you. And I just want to also thank Andrea from the Red Carpet Connection for being on the show, being my partner, being my sister. And uh, Andrea, you make every show that you've been on with me that much more uh, enjoyable. And also, I, I get emotionally like more attached uh, to creating a better show because of you. So thank you. So we're going to be back next week. Andrea and Frank, thank you so much for being on the show and making this show awesome. Uh, I love you guys. Thank Let's you. get to five. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.